What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Talks with the God. I am your host, Hollywood the God. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Hollywood underscore T-H-A underscore God. On Twitter at Hollywood the God, all one word. Also, be sure to visit my website, www.highlyoutspoken.com. Um, follow at underscore Highly Outspoken on Instagram. Highly Outspoken on Twitter. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Um, in, in this edition of Talks with the God, um, I wanted to talk to you all about something that's been going on recently. You know, I don't really like to cover current events, you know, because shit happens every day, you know. And a lot of the shit that we see is really a repeat. We just, you know, get offended a new day, but we've seen all of this shit over and over. But what I wanted to talk about um, in particular was this whole H&M thing. Like, I really tried to stay away from it. You all hear some noises in the background. It's raining. I'm outside enjoying this rain. Um, but this whole H&M thing where there was a black boy modeling a hoodie that says Cougar's Monkey in the Jungle. And it has the internet, you know, upset. You know, especially the black community. You know, a lot of black people are upset with H&M over this. And I'm not here to discredit anyone being upset. I'm gonna come up with a new word right now. Not, uh, you know, I have no issue with anyone's upsetness. <laughs> but what I am saying is, okay, I have a question, you know? Me personally, I, I view everyone by who they are individually. You know what I mean? I'm aware that I'm black and I'm always gonna be black. Can't change that. Like Jay-Z said, still nigga. So I view people by their character. You know, being a light-skinned black male, you know, you you are, you know, you face a lot of bullying and, you know, being shunned in the black community, you know, because you're not, no matter how light you are, you're not white. And in a lot of cases, you're not dark enough to really kick it with the dark-skinned black people. So I was, you know, taught to be impartial in a lot of things. So, like I said, I'm aware that I'm black, but I don't, I don't view everything on the surface of just white and black. I always tend to go deeper. But in this situation, what I have to ask is, black people, haven't white people been white this whole time? And what I mean by that is, there have been, like, this isn't, this shouldn't strike you as anything new, regardless of this being the year 2018. Like, what I don't get is, I guess what my real question is, why are we continuing to be upset or, you know, allowing ourselves to get upset with white people for being who they've been all along? 
Like, if we're going to be honest, let's be honest. White people didn't just start posting fucked up shit this week. You know what I mean? They didn't just start fucking up this week. And this is not to, you know, come at white people, but I got to call shit how I see it. If I can address my black people, I can damn sure address white people. But at what point are we going to, you know, finally accept that people are who they are? It doesn't say that it's right. That's not what I'm here to say. But they've been who they've been this whole time. Yet and still, when something new surfaces, we continuously get upset as if we haven't seen this story play out before. I mean, you know, there are good white people, there are bad white people. There are good black people, bad black people. You know, we are who we are. You have to accept people for who they are. But what I'm saying is, continuously, we find ourselves upset with white people for, for being who they are. Those type of white people. You know? And day after day, we're mad. We're upset. What we have to stop doing, well, first and foremost, to stay on the H&M controversy just a you know, tad bit longer. If we're going to fault anyone, if we're going to point the finger at anyone, point the finger at the parents. That's who we really should have an issue with if we're going to have an issue. Because, see, here's the thing. Anyone of any race, any gender, any, you know, ethnic background, anyone on this earth can make whatever they want to make. You are free to design what it is, whatever it is you want to design. You know, artistry is the way of the world. You know, doesn't mean you have to wear it. Doesn't mean you have to buy it. You know? So the fact is, they can, they can you know, create a coolest monkey in the jungle sweatshirt or hoodie. But black people don't have to shop at H&M. My real issue is, in this whole situation, is that if the parents don't have an issue, I mean, that's what they have to live with. That's their life. If they're okay, you know, with their son, you know, wearing the coolest monkey in the jungle shirt, yeah, I mean, we can be upset, but if their parents are on the set watching these pictures get snapped and their parents, his parents, you know, signed, you know, some consent form, some waiver form, and they got paid, that's on them. You know, people make what they make for who they want to make it for. You know, a white kid can wear that sweater, that hoodie. You know, and if his parents don't see an issue with it, so be it. So it's not, it's really not H&M's fault. You know, now another thing in this whole matter, this happened in what, London? UK, whatever. This didn't take place in America. You know, where 
where this is more of a major issue. And, you know, I get it. You know, you, on the surface, you see white and black. So instantly your mind goes back to what you've been taught to believe, taught to perceive it to be. I get it. You know? But for everyone, everything isn't about race. And the reason I say that, I remember, you know, I, I'm on a, I'm in, I'm in a um, boxing group on Facebook. And, you know, the question was about Floyd Mayweather. Like, why do people dislike Floyd Mayweather so much? And the options were, is it because he's black? Is it because he's rich? Is it because, you know, he's undefeated? Is it because he's cocky and arrogant? Is it because he's been accused of beating women? And people, you know, chimed in, gave their input. And it was some things about him being black. You know, some black people were calling the situation out on being black, him being black or whatever. That's why so many people hate him because he's a successful black man. And this one black guy, he brought up this point and it, it just stuck with me so much. He says, you know, he was in the military and he was, you know, coming back to the States to visit before he went back. And he said, as he was watching, he said, as he was here, he was at a bar and he was watching the NCAA um, championship game. And it was Duke versus Wisconsin. He said he overheard two guys talking behind him who just so happened to be white. And one of the guys asked, so who you picking? And he said, I'm picking Wisconsin because they have more white players. And he said he was sitting beside an English guy who turns around and says, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. He said, you're going to pick someone over, you know, off of the color of their skin. And he was saying, you know, in the UK. Sorry about that. But he was saying in the UK, you know, they side with, you know, people from the UK. That's what matters the most to them. He, and he was saying in boxing, for, for instance, you know, he said, you know, we like Carl Frampton. And the guy was white. He said, you know, we like Carl Frampton. He named another guy. He said, oh, yeah, he said, we like Kale Brook and we like... Anthony Joshua because they represent the country and he said but overall we love Anthony Joshua the most because their issue isn't about black and white their issue is you know if they see an American fighter in the ring with a UK fighter they're going to pick the UK fighter you know and Oftentimes, we tend to only see race. And we can't, you know, typically get past what it is that we see directly in front of us. We can't go further than what's on the surface. But see, my whole issue is with this, is that black people, we, we tend to always want to sit at someone else's table. We want to sit at everyone's table but our own. Now, if we can all sit at the same table, that is the ultimate goal. You know? That is the ultimate goal if, if we can all sit together at the same table collectively. 
black, white, Mexican, Asian, you know, Korean, you know, we can all sit at the same table and, and, and be one. But if that can't be the case, the point is we have too much of an issue sitting at our own table. We feel as if we have to have this issue with H&M for making, you know, designing fashion for a specific audience because we don't accept ourselves. You know, we always feel as if, you know, to go somewhere else means better. You know, I wanna, I wanna sit at your table. I don't wanna wear, you know, LeVar Ball's Big Bogger brand shirts and clothes because that's cheap. Or back in the day, you know, I, I don't wanna wear, you know, um, FUBU because, you know, that, that's not high-end fashion. Or after a while, hey, let's stop wearing, you know, Puffy's, uh, Sean John label because who wears that anymore? It's, you know, so the thing is, we want to wear Gucci, we want to wear Prada, we want to wear Versace, we want to wear everybody's label just to feel as if we're more important as a people. You know, what you wear, you got some Sean John on, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Nobody wear that corny shit. But you, you know, it's like back in the day when. When Tommy Hilfiger came out and said he didn't want Aaliyah wearing his clothes. It didn't stop black people from wearing it. We just wanted to sit there and fuss about it. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Like, what you have to understand black people is, in a lot of these cases, these people, they have a strategy. They plan to get as much of your money as possible to the point they don't need you anymore and they kick you the fuck out. It's like when all the rappers were drinking Cristal at one point. And, the, and then the, the owner was pretty much like, he don't want rappers drinking his shit. That's not what this was intended for, but he didn't say that the first time he saw a rapper with a Cristal bottle. He seen the fact that we were all in music videos, you know, with bottles of Chris. You know, taking pictures at restaurants with bottles of Chris. You're not getting money if you're not popping bottles of Chris. And then we always get let down every single time. They collect, you know, the black dollar. And then they're like, all right, enough of that shit. We don't want that ghetto shit around us. We're classy. And it becomes a cycle that repeats over and over and over. Like I said, this isn't new. This isn't the first time we've ever seen this take place. And what happens is we're going to, we're, you know, as a culture, we're going to be upset for what, two weeks, a month, two months. You know, I don't fuck with H&M no more. Until we see some monster sale being advertised and we got to go in there and check them out. Or they're gonna find the right black person to model it, to be the new spokesperson for it. And we're gonna say, well, hey, if they can forgive them, so can we. And it's all over again. 
that's the point I'm making. So it's like, we wouldn't have these issues if we created our own fucking table. And that's real shit. If we, you know, when people, when, when our own creates our own table, let's all start to sit at the fucking table. But, you know, we, we, we tend to have so much animosity for someone else trying to, you know, create their own table and we can't get behind it. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to help build it because this person's going to think, you know, they're above in this way. They're better than me. And it's really your own insecurity speaking to the situation. You know, but, you know, we, we're not going to, we're not going to help you. You know, that's the mentality that goes in, you know, goes into it. We're going to say, yeah, I'm proud of you and, you know, keep doing your thing. But we ain't going to fucking help. Because it's too much of that jealousy shit. It's too much of that, well, he's doing it and I'm not, so fuck that nigga. I ain't helping build that shit. But we always want to spend the money where we're not wanted because we feel as if that's going to add some value to us. Like right now, if, if a, you know, if there was a car company that was invented by black people, you know how much negative slander that would get? Like I said, you know, in one of my other podcasts, we don't need white people as enemies. We got enough black people as the enemy. We don't, we don't question, you know, white people's products. Anything that white people create, we don't question it. But if a black person was to do the same shit, the first thing we're going to say is, uh, that shit probably going to break down as soon as you get on the road. As soon as you crank it up, that shit going to break down. Door probably going to fall off. You know what I mean? It's like, in many cases, we want to see it do bad. We want to see it fuck up. I remember I seen on Instagram the girl from, I think, what, Love and Hip Hop? Because I, wa I watched Atlanta. That was the only one. But, you know, I guess she was from Love and Hip Hop, the New York version named Johnny Blaze. And... You know, she had a rant and she was going on, she was going in on Stevie J, you know, talking about his personal life and all this. And after her rant, it was like, now, let me get my money out this Bank of America. Like, it was some type of prestige that you were at Bank of America. But there are plenty of black banks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we feel as if supporting our own is devaluing who we are as, as human beings. That's low budget shit. I'm not, I'm not fucking with that, that low budget black shit. You know, in order for me to be, you know, a, a person of importance, let me go ahead and, and show these quote unquote white folks we got money. And that's why we get our feelings hurt every single time because they don't give a fuck about you individually. They care about what you're spending. 
And like I said, there are good white people out here. There are good black people. There are good people, period. But in the black communities, we know this shit. These people don't give a fuck about you. They care about that bread you're spending. Like, how many times have you watched TV, you know, some fight fences? Um, or now we're in the internet stages, but think back to watching a different world. And if you're old enough to remember, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was that episode when Whitley went into the store and she was pretty much being disrespected by the white woman who was working there. And, you know, she was trying to buy something for her father um, for his birthday, I think. And because the white woman pretty much insulted her as if she couldn't afford the products, the items, she decided to spend more money to prove she can afford it because she don't want this this white woman thinking I'm broke. And we have this tendency to do that. You know, we, we have to show somebody else how much money we got. We really got money. But we don't do it with our own. You know, we gotta we just gotta stick together. We gotta fucking do better than what we're doing because we're the only ones who have no fucking unity. Black people are not united. We are too much in competition. I get where the competition came from, but we gotta learn to get over that shit. It is really okay to compliment somebody. You know? You know how many white people get into a, you know, a position to employ and then they bring their people along with them? Or they just, you know, strive to the top somewhere. You know how many of them bring people along in the process? And meanwhile, if we get a job, we don't want to tell nobody because we feel as if you're going to steal our position. We complain too much about issues and do nothing to fix the issues. We're always looking for some type of help, some type of goddamn bailout. Think about every time black people get shot by white people, by police officers, you know, being in the wrong neighborhood or being in a neighborhood where you look unfamiliar. You know what I mean? These stories, this, I'm gonna tell you right now, this shit happens way more than this reporting. It's not just black and white. It's just with the news chooses to use to control the narrative so you can continue to think the way you think as long as they can keep you distracted and upset they can you know do everything else right under your nose and you'll never see it happen but for the ones that they report right here's the thing we're always looking for somebody to bail us the fuck out think about it the last 20 30 plus years when some shit goes down who do you see for black people goddamn Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. It's nothing new. And it's, it's been some other people, you know, here and there. Trying to, you know, fight this shit. Instead of just coming along, doing what the fuck we gotta do, taking power back into our own hand, we always need somebody to come hold our hand. Who do you see white people call over the last 30, 40 years when some shit go down? You know why you can't think of anybody? Because they don't have anybody. They, they take matters into their own fucking hands. 
But we don't do that. We're, we're too scared. You know? It's just no unity in the black community. And I'm going to take it a step further. And I, don't, I know people don't want to hear this shit, but it is what it is. Black people are scared of white people. I mean, yeah, you might be in a school and think to yourself, I'll fuck a white boy up. And you probably will in a fight. So yeah, in that regard, you're scared. I mean, you're not scared, you know what I mean? You, you macho in that regard. You see a little, a little punk, you know what I mean? A, a guy that you perceive to be a little punk white boy rolling through the hood. Who the fuck is this little corny, opie looking motherfucker? You're not intimidated. You'll fuck him up. But overall, black people, we're scared of white people. Cops are majority white. Black people are scared of the fucking police. not just the police the police is just the example I decided to use the first example but for instance okay think about it like this it can be two dudes in the hood having barbershop conversation y'all know what barbershop conversation is all the fellas and we can be having barbershop conversation in the hood it can be two niggas on the block nigga you really think Kobe better than LeBron? Get the fuck out of here. LeBron did this and he did that. Nah, Kobe did this and he did that. And they haven't, they, they, they not hurting nobody. This is just the passion that we're taught to speak with. You know what I mean? And if those black men see a white man who's older coming around the corner Black people will go with their fucking voice. Hey man, who that white dude right there? So I don't know, bro. Because we fucking scared. Because if that was a black guy coming around the fucking corner, nothing changes. That conversation persists. And as he walks by, what's going on, bro? And you back to the conversation. Nigga, LeBron is better. We got too much fear, you know what I mean, over white people. Like, we give them too much control over our fucking lives. Like, we got to stop that shit. We got to, like I said, we got to stick together. We got to, we got to start standing the fuck up. But like I was saying about niggas being scared of cops. You see black dudes all the time. If he, if he wearing red and he in the area that we're all blue, it might not end so good for him. And vice versa. But you won't see black people sticking together when it comes to police. How many videos have you seen where a black man is getting his ass whooped by a cop? Or two cops? And then you'll see another cop pull up on the scene and start whooping his ass. You'll see it. You've seen plenty of videos of it. Like I said, you'll see a, you know, a white guy. You'll see, you'll see one black guy whooping one cop's ass, and they pull. And you'll see two or three black men pull that black man off that cop and say, "All right, man, come on. That's enough, man. Come on. 
That black guy about to go to jail. That black, that black guy about to get his ass whipped by the police. Because we don't stick together. We too scared. We, we it's, it's every man for himself when it comes to the black community. So like I said, man, all this, all this H&M shit that we so upset about, it's not really the fucking, you know, it's not H&M's fault. They are who they are. And every white racist person isn't purposely racist. A lot of they just, it's just been taught to them. If a white man who was racist, you know, had black men working for him back in the slavery days and he, you know, he had a, a black butler and he was talking to him a certain way. The kids who are raised under that white man don't grow up being racist. They grow up learning what's been taught to them. So in their head, it's okay. I'm using, you know, the servant thing is just an example. I'm saying if you grow up being taught these things, you grow up believing it's okay. You don't think it's something wrong with them. Like I said, a lot of white people don't know they fucking racist. It is our job to point it out when they do some racist shit. But you can't really expect them to completely understand when this shit has been going on for a while. When this shit's been going on forever. This is what they know. What are you talking about? I'm, I didn't say anything racist. Because they weren't taught, hey, if you want to be a true racist, this is what you do. That's not the preaching that goes on or the teaching. They just do what the fuck they've been told to do. So if a six-year-old is hearing his dad call the, the butler boy, he ain't thinking, dad, that's racist. He don't know what the fuck racist is. You see what I'm saying? It's the narrative. It's, it's the brainwashing of the world that has people distracted from what's real and what's not, what's fake and what's not. You know, I'm not oblivious to any of this shit. I know what goes on all the fucking time. But I'm saying, what we have to do, we got to start holding each other down. You know what I mean? We got to start looking out for each other because we the only motherfuckers who going to do it. Nobody else ever has. No president is coming in there thinking about, oh, what we're going to do for these black people. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen. And yet and still, we're always looking for somebody to run to. We're always looking for somebody to, you know, come bail us out of this situation. Like I said, and I get the origin of it. I understand where it comes from. But we're going to have to, like, we don't have to get, you know, gain control of this shit. You know, we're going to have to demand some respect out this motherfucker. And we're going to have to start respecting ourselves as well as each other. But you can't sit there and continue getting, you know, continuously get mad at white people in any other race and ethnic background who disrespects us and we're public enemy number one. The fact of the matter is people are going to treat you the way you treat you. So if... You find yourself being negative on every black person's picture on the shade room. Why the fuck do they need to respect you? You don't respect you. And stop looking for them to, 
give you some type of goddamn handout, man. Let's build our own shit. If the only thing you can do is crawl, then goddamn it, start crawling. You might have a little to start with, but take that little and start. That's what we really have to take into consideration in this whole thing. Stop looking for reasons not to support the black business when you go in there. Stop looking for reasons to go in there so they can be sold out of something. So, just so you can go back and say, this is exactly why I don't support black businesses. They ain't never got shit. They, ain't, they, they always too high. Maybe they got to buy high and if they get enough customers when they reorder shit, they can start to drive the price down. But no, you, you, you're going in there looking for a reason to say this is why I don't support just so you can take your ass to Walmart. You're not going to black women to, to, you know, get your nails done and shit. You're going to the Asians because you feel like they do it better. But you ain't tried the black, you know, the black women who do nails. You gotta understand, these, we spend money with everyone else and everyone else spends money with, with themselves. You don't see Asians, you know what I mean, just, just in the black, you know, Super, you know, in the, in the black areas, giving all the money. No, they they build they build all this shit on their own, and then they keep it in their community for thirty days. We keep our money in our community for six hours. That's pitiful, man. But we keep asking for help. We keep asking for someone to to come save us at this goddamn situation. We got who the fuck can save us ourselves. It's like. If I tell you the truth about some shit, you'll deny it or you would doubt it strongly. You know why? Because I got a shirt on. Because I got some, some, some ripped jeans on. I got some Jordans on. I got a beard. I'm a black man, so you gonna, I don't know about that. But if a white man in a, in a, you know, a, you know, in a suit, a suit and tie, and he got a microphone in his hand come to your face and say the exact same shit, you instantly take his credibility you know, as, as, you know, the golden word. These motherfuckers can lie to you 24-7. And you'll never know, like, your trust instantly goes with them. Like, if I come to you right now and say, yo, the gas station giving out $20 to the first 200 people that, you know, come in there. They just gave me 20 Man, get the fuck out of here. They ain't give you no $20. Nigga, I'm dead ass. And you can show them, you already had that shit. Get the fuck out of here. But if, a, if you see that, if you see a white person approach that same black person and say, hey guys, um, you know, the gas station is giving away $20 to the first 200 people that come in, they just gave it to me, you're not gonna doubt it. You're gonna be like, hey yo, let's go down there and get that $20, man, shit. I can use that to buy this, that, and the third. So we gotta realize who's doing a lot of the damage within our community. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, man, like, anybody will lie to you. You know what I mean? Anybody will fucking lie to you. The friend you've known all your life, your your mother, your father, your siblings, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, like, you know how many motherfuckers are married and they partner don't even know how much money they really have? So anybody will lie to you. So it's, 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 it's not about black and white people lying and all that other shit. But what I'm saying is, you know, 
things will be better. Like, we'll quit falling for the okie doke if we just start to stick the fucking together, man. That's it. That's really all we have to do. We got to start sticking together. Because, like I said, we're the only people who don't. You know? They feed you a bunch of this bullshit on TV over and over and over and over and over. You know, you remember Killer Bees was supposed to be coming? How many motherfuckers you know got hit by a killer bee? Uh, Ebola was so goddamn deadly. How many of you got Ebola? Or, or got a cousin that got Ebola? Best friend got Ebola. Best friend knows somebody who got Ebola. But we, we, we tend to take everything everyone else tells us, you know, as this as this golden word and it's it's sad because <laughs> we ain't gonna and like I say, yeah, black people lie shit. I'm from the hood. I know niggas lie. But I'm also cultured and I know white people lie. I know, you know, people from El Salvador who lie. So it's not you know, it's not about being good people. It's not well, it is about being good people and bad people. If you don't feel like you're a good person, then chances are you're not. I put this on my Facebook yesterday. If you have to prove that you're a good person, then you're not a good person. You know what I mean? But overall, man, like like I said, we got to just stick together. Because everyone else is going to watch out for themselves. They're going to watch out for their own. As I said, I'm about to conclude this. But like I said before on one of my other podcasts. You won't see white people get on TV talking about, I hate Conor McGregor, or I wish this cocky SOB gets knocked out. You're not going to see that from them. You'll see them say it about Floyd. The sad thing is, you'll see black people say it about Floyd. If we're going to, you know, have these issues, man, let's not bash each other in public to let everybody else get in on how it is we feel you know what I mean never let other people think it's okay to disrespect you and yours that's my whole take on everything man I appreciate y'all for tuning in um, be sure to follow me man on Instagram at Hollywood underscore T-H-A underscore God on Twitter at Hollywood the God all one word. Also, like I said, man, check out my website, um, www.highlyoutspoken.com. I haven't posted in about a week. I'm probably gonna do something today or tomorrow. Um, but be sure to check that out. Follow on Instagram at underscore highly outspoken and on Twitter at highly outspoken. And be sure to like highly outspoken on Facebook. I'm Hollywood the God. This has been Talks with the God. And until next time.